Congratulations, you made it. You're a top producing agent. Now the questions are rolling in. When are you gonna start a team? When are you gonna start your own brokerage? Today, I'm gonna talk about my experience with those questions, what I did to flip the script, and how we can help you make the right decision for you and only you. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up, guys? Jeremy Kane, the Real Estate Agent Playbook. This one is going to be great because I truly had this spot in my heart where I knew I could not possibly be a team lead because I didn't want to start taking advantage of other people's time while suppressing their careers. And as a managing broker, I felt like it was just too much. I was. It would have been more in the logistics and all of that. So I'm going to talk about everything that I went through and hopefully give you some key insights to help you make that decision and take the next step in your career, even if it is to go down that road. If you like what you hear, please throw a comment. If you're going through something and I say something that you know gets your, your mind thinking, definitely write a comment. I would love to start the conversation with you. But as for now, like, comment, subscribe, and let's get into it. Okay, so the traditional top producer real estate path, the KW way, kind of, you know, become a top producer, figure it out, and then start to grow a team, right? And so that's that's definitely the way of the bigger brokerage. Start a team within the, within the model. You don't have a ton of, you know, the managerial broker responsibilities. However, you do have the ability to leverage other people's time. You can get some of your time back, maybe do some of the top income producing activities while, you know, some of your newer agents or, you know, staff members or whatever are helping with some of the lead generation, the marketing stuff. Essentially, you know, Brian Buffini always says you're wearing four hats as a as a business owner and a real estate agent. This is allowing some other people to wear some of those hats where maybe you're lacking. Certainly, team, it's great, right? Uh, but the problem is when you're starting a team, you're kind of in that coach or managerial role versus being one of the team players. And so a lot of times, you know, it works out and it's great. And you have these buyer's agents, but the buyer's agents typically, you know, come and go, right? People understand that they are focused on building your team's brand versus building their own. And once you get into it and you get a hold of it, maybe a few deals under your belt, absolutely. There's a reason, you know, that a lot of new agents love to go to a team or feel like they're pushed to go to a team. However, the longevity of this and the constant turnover and things that come up is absolutely something that team leads alike constantly are, are battling, right? And we've, we've gone to this point where, you know, kind of the status quo is, you know, I'm going to join a team, I'm going to get some leads, I'm going to pay a bigger split here. Sometimes they pay a bigger split on their personal deals. And that was, that was my thing. I couldn't possibly, you know, take a step back and allow other people to do my job, take half of their commission for doing what ultimately was my job as a real estate agent, and then, you know, continue to do this and do this. Certainly, if I'm providing them a lead and doing a lot of lead gen and all of that, and we're actually doing 50-50 of the work, okay, I get it. But if I'm simply providing the lead source, and they have to call, and they have to, you know, qualify the lead and get them into the get them in the car, as we like to say, and, and show them houses and then negotiate the contract. And then, you know, where do I come in as the team lead, right? And if this is my team's brand, and I don't have a stamp on it, it just wasn't my 
idea of how I wanted to do it. And I always tell people that, you know, if I had a team and I was growing the team and to be successful and to make the money and leverage and, and make up for all those leads that I'm cutting in half essentially out of my commission, then, you know, essentially you have to leverage these people and you have to be like, okay, yeah, you're on a 50-50 split, you know, whatever. Maybe it's bigger with, with the leads I provide. But then that does, doesn't make sense, right? I am, in my opinion, limiting those agents' ability to grow their business if I'm taking 50% of their commission on their self-generated leads. And so I know there's other models and there's other ways to do it. However, I just didn't feel that that was right. Leveraging other people in order to have a better personal life was not my idea of fun, right? So then, you know, the managing broker role, as you guys know, when I did make the move to my current brokerage, I, I was the next broker in standing, right? I was going to be a manager of, you know, one of the biggest transaction shops in Denver. And I had, we had talked about that and that was kind of up in the air. And, you know, my dad was the managing broker. And when he retired, I was going to kind of step into that role. However, before that happened, I stepped back and I looked, okay, what is my dad doing, right? He's in charge of agent hotline, he handles all the litigation, and he's in that office 40 hours a week, right? And I knew his salary, we don't need to talk about what it was, but it was going to be a serious um, time commitment for not the salary that would replace my time, right? If I had to stop being out there serving clients and doing all the things so I could be in an office to make a salary, then first of all, that would take more time away from my family, doing things that I actually didn't really want to do, just to say I, I made it, right? And then having to still go out beyond that time, obviously there's a lot of office time, but beyond that office time to go out and show properties and so on. And so it didn't make sense financially for me to step into that role. And then obviously starting up your own brokerage shop certainly sounds great. No bosses, no nobody telling you what to do. However, there's also no resources, right? So you have to build the resources and you have to build a, you know, product that someone is willing to, you know, come in and buy into and say, hey, certainly you can have, you know, some of my commission or you can have my monthly transaction fee or whatever that looks like. And so it was either start from the ground, okay, take an opportunity here. And actually, I did have an opportunity to make well over six figures at another brokerage, another pretty popular brokerage as a managing broker. And it just didn't seem like I was going to be doing the things that I wanted to do. Not to mention my gross commission was literally at $500,000 a year. And the six figure salary, even at the, you know, better offer was not going to replace that. However, it was going to take some of my time away from that, you know, pretty, pretty nice gross commission earnings. So I made the decision that none of that was for me, right? So then I continued to focus and certainly I can leverage, you know, a TC and, and some certain, certain pieces of the pie, you know, videographer, photographer, um, sign company, sign installer, lockbox holder, like they all do that stuff, professional photography. So I had all of that in place. So I do have a team. It's just not a team of agents, right? So I'm in the mix doing the income producing activities, which I still am today. But the secret was I actually like that stuff. And certainly one day as I build my organization, I will step back from that. But there was another opportunity there. Okay, so let's look at the difference between broker and team lead kind of as we go. As I mentioned, right, we have to start from the ground up or plug into this system where there was requirements of my time to be the broker side. A team lead 
now requires, I mean, for the most part, there's no sense in having a team if you're not going to provide leads and help them be busy because there's only so much training and stuff we can do before you have to get out in the field, right? And certainly if I'm training someone to get out in the field and manage their sphere and do all of the things and they're self-generating leads, well, you know, ultimately that that's not really a team. That's more of a broker setup, right? And so as we kind of look at the difference, team leads, we need to create a lead generation source, right? That's kind of outside of what I already do naturally, especially because I'm so focused on sphere of influence. So when people, you know, raise their hand and they say, hey, I want to buy or sell, they want me, which is okay. Like I understand that I could leverage my time a little better. However, that's that side. And the broker side, creating something completely from scratch, taking on all of the overhead, you know, the brick and mortar and the, the office and the technology and all the things that I would need to offer my agents in order for them to be successful on top of teaching them how to be a, be a broker. And so that's the kind of difference in today's day and age of the team and the broker. And I didn't want either. So what's my story, right? I stepped back, I looked at my offers and I said, okay, well, I'm going to go be a top producing agent at one of the fastest growing brokerages in the history of real estate, EXP, and I'm gonna be able to do all of the things that I want to do as a leader, right? I can have courses, I can you know, sponsor agents into my downline, I can get a residual income from them, and it's not their money, right? They're on a split, they pay the brokerage 80-20 of, of EXP's 20% that they take on a, you know, say a $10,000 commission, Agent that sells gets 8,000, EXP gets 2,000. Of EXP's money, I get a little bit of piece of that pie as a sponsor you know, to the agent that closed the deal or you know, in my seven tiers of downline. And so this was a perfect scenario because I didn't have the liability of a broker. I didn't have the overhead cost of a broker. I didn't feel like I was leveraging you know, them by taking their commission, 50% of the broker's commission, and I just felt like it was a perfect fit for me. Certainly, it's a smaller piece of the pie. However, if I can grow and then that agent can grow and so on, the small piece of the pie really adds up pretty quickly. And so that's where I had the light bulb moment. I can still produce. I can still help people in my, my sphere and all of those people, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, whatever I want to work there. And I can also be a part of these agents and I can coach and I can mentor and I can do the piece that I love without having all these other expectations, team lead, providing leads, you know, putting them out on buyer consultations, you know, procuring the buyers so that they can show them properties or broker dealing with all the back end stuff, all the compliance issues, all of the, you know, commission updates and the certified education credits that we need and all of that stuff that the broker, I can set that aside, right? And so not to mention my liability as a leader definitely goes down because we still have managing brokers. We still have compliance officers. We still have people that are reviewing the files. And so I'm able to do everything that I want to do without having to do everything, right? And do everything of the team lane, do everything of the broker. So that was my decision. And I'm two and a half years in, and I can't say that I'm, you know, upset. There's so much provided both by my brokerage and the organization I'm a part of that allows me to not be the one person that's in charge of doing all the things, right? We have six, seven tiers of value for people. So if someone is really struggling with their organization and time management systems processes, that's not me, but my sponsor 
does offer that. Or, you know, branding, social media, marketing. I'm okay at it, but I'm not great. Mike Sherrard's the greatest in the world, right? And so if I can start plugging these people in and build my coaching platform based on this other value, it's the best of both worlds. And I'm not leveraging other people's time and feeling like, you know, the person at the top that's just sitting around going to, you know, the bar on a Saturday and, and making money. So I hope that helps you understand the decision and understand that there's options. And if you love being an agent, you love being in the transaction, I challenge you not to just push that all aside unless you're ready for that. And unless you're, you know, in that team situation where you have a great lead generation source that you can, you know, scale, right? Because that's what teams do. Or you're that broker and you love the managerial role. You love, you know, the compliance and holding files and, you know, dealing with, you know, issues that might go to litigation and all of that. If you love that, certainly managing brokers is an option for you. However, I know that a rev share model at eXp especially was my number one choice and it absolutely has been game changing for my career creating a sustainable residual passive income and i am so excited that i made that decision so if i can help you if you want to sit down and talk about it i promise i'm not going to say hey this is absolutely the answer i would love to hear your pros and cons and listen from a top producing agent's perspective i know what you're going through if you are interested in learning more, there's a game plan call link below, and I would love to help you out. We'll see you on the next one.